You're listening to The Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. To the degree that we surrender our lives to God, when we surrender, that is when we begin to experience God in a whole new dimension. And He never goes away. He's with us 24-7. Welcome to the Conversations Podcast, kicking off a new year, 2023, with a new episode with the same good friends and special guests. First, we're joined by Lead Pastor Jose Abaroa. Jose, thanks for being here. Good morning. Happy New Year. And we're joined by Pastor of Spiritual Formation, Bob Moss. Happy New Year to you also. Thank you. Great to have you both here to kick off the year together. Bob, you had a great message to kick off the year for us, looking at the future, looking at vision. And I'd love to first just ask, I usually ask Jose this because he's the one speaking, but love to get your thoughts on kind of how you landed on this message. I thought it was so timely and perfect just even kicking off the new year, January 1st, having this on a Sunday. Uh, but what kind of went through your mind as, as far as why you picked this, this particular topic and then how the message itself came together behind the scenes? Well, it it started about a month ago. We have a men's Bible study that a couple of our men are uh, involved in. And we were talking about six things that are weaknesses and cause people to stumble. And one of them was not having a vision. And so that kind of caught me and I got I asked the men what they thought vision was and I got some really good feedback but it was usually their their talk about vision was always down the road in for goals and purpose and things like that and all of that is very good okay I've got vision for that mm-hmm. I have plans but then we got to talking and I I just said, I think of Joshua and Caleb. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, yeah. I've, I've been thinking in that direction. And a lot of the men that I meet with, I've been asking them that question. What do they think vision is? And invariably, people always project it something in the future. In the future. And so I brought it back to the present moment, being able to see where you are, what's around you, being able to see where you came from and where you're going. All of that incorporates vision. So when Jose asked me to preach, man, that just came right into my head. Well, it's the new year. I'm going to talk about vision, but I'm going to talk about it from a different perspective and that is vision for the present moment. Yeah, no one lives more in the present moment that I know than, than you, Bob. The way that you abide in the Lord, uh, meditate on Scripture, our conversations, I mean, they are so intentional. And I've learned a lot being around you. And so it was a, a good message, especially when it came to going through hard times. And, and I love how you talked about that, where we can go through hard times and, and sometimes we our Christian response is to try to pray those hard times away, but actually God's wanting to do a work 
inside in our inner life mm -hmm. that will transform us and give us endurance and make us more like Jesus. And, and so you're our pastor of spiritual formation because I really think that you are the most spiritually formed person in my life. Well, thank you. That blesses me. <laughs> well, I love too about the message, how it did speak to, and the timing of this, people are really thinking about the future, usually going into a new year. They're like, okay, what are those goals? Yeah. What are those visions? What am I hoping for in the future? So I just love that you were able to acknowledge that and speak to that through just even the AWARE acronym, which we'll get to in a second, but just also at the same time redirecting and saying, hey, you can start just being in the present right now and that that's gonna be what helps you get through whatever 2023 holds because at the end of the day, none of us sitting yeah. at this table know what that's gonna look like, yes, whether same. through trials, whether through success, whatever that's gonna look like. Uh, I'd love to hear just a little bit between both of y'all, starting with you, Bob, just kind of how you did maybe just personally move more towards a present mindset. And again, we'll, we'll unpack each of these five pieces of the acronym, but just personally as someone that I know you and I've talked before just about how you were more future-minded and had different kind of um, goals and, and plans and all that, how did God kind of put on your heart to be more present-minded and maybe just practically what does that look like on a day-to-day? -day? How do you stay so focused on the present? Well, I've, I have all my Christian life, I've been goal-oriented. And that's good and bad. I've reached a lot of my goals. And goals were great to work for. The problem that I had with goals was that I would be so focused on a goal that the people I was relating to, even in ministry, people that were in the church, if they didn't line up with my goals, mm -hmm. I ignored them. I, I was not godly with them in the way that I treated them. And um, this was, this went on for a long time. And it caused me to be a control freak. And when I was in, the Lord worked out for me, for me to be in attendance at an AA meeting when I was preaching up in Colorado. And it was there that I really began to see my need for getting rid of some baggage that I had, that I had carried with me from my days prior to coming to faith in Christ. And so when I got back to San Marcos from Telluride, Colorado, I started attending AA. And that is when I began to understand how living in the present moment is so important. Living one day at a time. One moment at a time. One moment at a time. Yeah. So that was my beginning. I love what you said. You didn't say it exactly like this, but you said it. <laughs> you said it uh, something like this where we can't change the past. We can't control the future. So the only place where we can truly live is in the present. That's right. And that's the only time where we can experience the presence of God. That's right. That, that's enough to chew on for a lifetime. Mm 
Yeah. <laughs> Recognizing is. that right now is the only time that we can commune with the living God. He, he changes our past because he's forgiven us. He, he doesn't keep track of, of that. He, he you know, has totally created a new creation in, in us because of his life, death, and resurrection. Yeah. And he's given us a, the promise of a future, of eternity, but he's living and abiding and we're reigning with him right wow. now. And it seems to me that when, I mean, I have a long way to go, but when I understand that in, in the way that I'm understanding it right now in this conversation, I'm able to change my perspective. And I love, I appreciate, Bob, that you said that it controlled, your goals controlled the way that you treated people. And when we are abiding in Christ, then we start treating people the way that Amen. Jesus. Amen. That is exactly right. And, and that so is. that then impacts our families and it impacts the way that we see our, our world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It really does. Go ahead. Let's, let's jump into just these five points because we've got acknowledge, watch, allow, realize, and enjoy about this acrostic here for aware that God gave you, Bob. And I think the first one just goes right into what we were talking about, just this idea of acknowledging God's presence in every life situation. I thought one, not only just what we were just talking about, but even with this point is the humility that it requires and that God uses as we approach just this posture. That's what I hear, Bob, in your story and just in the way you're even talking about it now is just this idea that we, we don't control the future. We don't have a say in this. And so it's like for us to be able to yield that to God and trust Him and surrender to Him is hard. And I think in a world that is constantly telling us, go go get it for yourself, go go achieve, yeah. you know, 2023 will be what you make of it. And yet so much of, of what we see, not only in scripture through God's word, but also just through life is recognizing that so much of this is, all of this is in God's hands. And so for us to yield to that, what, what role does humility play just mm -hmm. even in that acknowledgement? Uh, piece in this AWARE acronym? Well, humility, Andrew Murray wrote a book on, it's titled Humility. And the essence of humility, according to him and others, um, people that like to read My Utmost for His Highest, uh, Oswald Chambers, that book, humility, is synonymous with surrender. That's what humility is. It is surrendering everything to God. And to the degree that we surrender our lives to God, our ambitions, our, yeah. our personal relationships, everything, the, when we surrender, that is when we begin to experience God in a whole new dimension. Mm. And that, that he never goes away. He's with us. 24-7. We are not aware of him 24-7 because we are so busy with our agendas, with our activities, that we get off in all of these other activities and we're not aware of his presence. So when we get into trouble, one of two things are going to happen. One, one, we're going to try to get our, out of it ourselves. Mm. We're going to try to escape the situation. We're going to fight the circumstances. Or we're going to surrender. Mm. That's it. It's that simple. Yeah. And when we surrender, that is an act of humility, saying, God, I can't, I can't do this, yeah. but I need your help. And it's just amazing that we can 
strive for humility, which that may be a, you know, a dichotomy <laughs> in and of itself. Like, well, do you try to be humble? But you know what I mean? We, we surrender to be humble, but we ultimately surrender to the one who humbled himself to the point that's of death exactly. and death on a cross. Yeah. You talk about humility, that's our Lord. That's what Jesus did for us. So that's the power in, in all of this. So yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Bob, I got a personal question for you. Does it get easier to be humble the longer you live or is it harder? Because I feel like if anybody, you know, you are 80 years old, you've been in ministry longer than I've been alive. Like you have so much wealth of wisdom. You have Just so much- Just want to put this on the record. He's been in ministry- Double our lifetime. <laughs> Double the amount of time I've been alive. But no, seriously. So if there's anybody that's like, oh, of course, like, you know, Bob, Bob, you know, could be prideful because he actually has the merits to be prideful. And yet you're seeking to surrender and be humble. So do, does that get easier over time in your life and your experience? Or, or how do you navigate that? It's a daily thing. That's It's dying to self. It is putting your ego in its proper place. Yeah. And that is death. <laughs> and it's not easy because... First of all, we need to keep this in mind. We never stop growing mm. in Christ. So James, and I quoted James yesterday, uh, count it all joy when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And then it says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Yeah. Well, I'm not there yet. <laughs> so how does God do that? Well, God lets the trials get tougher and tougher mm -hmm. and harder and harder. <laughs> and for example, Peter, I mean, Peter went through, Peter yeah. went through all kinds of trials and he wanted to, but he said this. He said, to this you are called. In other words, he's making a statement at the end of his ministry. And he's saying, this is why you are a believer. This is why you are following Jesus. To this you were called. Because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you follow in his steps. When he was persecuted. He did not retaliate. When he suffered, he, he issued no threats to anybody. Instead, it says, instead of retaliating and taking things under his own control, it says, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Wow. Wow. You can't. Yeah. And so, it didn't get easier for Jesus. He died daily to himself to do the Father's will. But if you look towards the end of his life, it got worse yeah. and worse and worse. And what I have found is that embracing my circumstances by accepting life situations as they are, and surrendering to him in the moment, in the present moment. It's an adventure. It becomes a, an adventure. It, there's nothing boring about following Jesus because right. he's continually testing us. 
Mm. And that's not bad. And that's why I said, and this is the thing that Linda said to me last night, was reminding me of it. I made a comment. I said in the message, I said, it's dumb to pray that you would escape those (laughs) situations. From your your troubles. It's dumb. If you're only, that's an offensive word. And I I apologize for saying it the way I did. But it it really is. It doesn't dumb. work because God God work. God's not in it to bring us joy and utmost satisfaction here in in this world. This world is going to be broken. That's if that right. if that prayer is answered, we're still going to have to live in a That's broken right. world that will bring about more trials and, and hardships. I want to zoom down. I know we're running out of time. I want to zoom down to enjoy because I I, I want to double back on your question, Taylor, on whether it gets easier. Does it get more enjoyable? It gets more enjoyable. That's the key. So See, um, there's a there's an author. He's been around, D. Martin Lloyd Jones, and in his in his introduction, he uh, to his book on the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about the second beatitude of being repentant. Mourning, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And he says in that, he says, to the degree that we have repented of our sins, to that degree we experience the joy of the Lord. And so the answer to that question is, it gets more (laughs) joyful As the trials get more difficult, because I can't get through the trials in my own strength, Mm -hmm. but it causes me to be dependent on God and watching the glory. Peter said this too, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trials that are going to test you as though some strange thing was was happening to you. But rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For when his glory is revealed, you will be glad with exceeding joy. You know, that's so good, Bob. I mean, this is what it's this is what it's about. This is what this conversation podcast is for, for conversations like this. I uh, spent a couple of days with Taylor, uh, just the two of us. We left the kids at home while the kids stayed with, with my in-laws. Shout out to the best mother-in-law in the world. And we had some time alone, and it was a joy just to be with her and and to not have any distractions. And marriage is a picture of our relationship with God, right? And And I want to increase my joy in 2023 by abiding and enjoying Amen. the beautiful gift that we have, which is a relationship with the Almighty Creator and our Redeemer. And so you live that out. It's amazing to uh, not only have this conversation, but to continually have um, you speak in community groups and to our church family. So thank you, Bob, for who you are and the way that you love Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Conversations Podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Looking forward to the next conversation.